Hi, I'm Tony Stubblebine, founder and CEO of The Lift App, and you are listening to The App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, The App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, The App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guide podcast. I am your host. It's uh, Paul Kemp. And uh, we're in the app world. We're doing a lot of stuff with different apps. We uh, get to meet so many different uh, entrepreneurs at different stages of their uh, career, of their app development. And uh, one of the next guests, I think, is going to be genuinely uh, f- fascinating to listen to because we get to learn uh, about his uh, progress with an app called Newbie. And uh, we feel very gracious to get uh, him on the show. Uh, he's uh, been on TV and he's now appearing on the podcast. So it's um, it's a warm welcome to Samuel Fine, uh, the creator of uh, Newbie. Uh, Newbie is a Kickstarter app that's uh, currently in development. And uh, we're going to learn about that journey. So Samuel, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, one thing I guess we'd like to start straight up with is that uh, you uh, are the creator of a newbie you've got this uh, idea it's uh, currently uh, just as we're recording this uh, it's uh, finished uh, the kickstarter and you were just short i guess of the uh, backing we'd, we'd love to know a little bit about yeah the, the app that you're trying to create and uh, why you're doing it sure um so when i was uh back in february i had uh, my daughter clementine and it was it was tough being a new parent any any new parent will relate and when we tried to uh figure out ways to deal with all these little problems she was having, sleep problems, things like that. Uh, there was there was no good app out there that I could find, at least none that was right for us. So hey, I some of you never my tried app. my app. I've got an app for helping newborn I babies. I saw that. It was a, a sleep app for babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, there, there are a bunch of apps out there now. Um, a lot of them do a lot of things really well, but not quite everything the way that I would have wanted. And I'll be honest, a little bit of it is just, you know, it's just personal preference. Um and I've you know I've been developing apps and for for years and working on the web for even longer. So I've kind of got that inherent need to build it myself, uh, which is not always the best idea. But that for what it's worth, we, that's we what love I do. it. <laughs> yeah. So so I started building this app and uh, I spent most of the summer doing that. And toward the end of the summer, I realized that I was relatively close to done, but still needed a little bit of a, a boost to make it uh, make it happen. Make a version version one ready to go. So I decided to go to Kickstarter. And see if I could uh, raise the funding to to give me time to build that. And it turns out I was not able to raise the funding to uh, to build that. So that's kind of where I am now. Yeah, and this is great timing. I mean, first of all, I'm a parent as well, and um, you know, I've created a number of different apps towards uh, kids, and also I do another podcast called the Entrepreneur Dad Podcast, which is more about sort of mixing entrepreneurialism with uh, parenting. So I'm a big fan of any anything related to apps. I think the idea is great. Um, perhaps we can just tease out the idea first before then we go into your journey. What, what exactly were you trying to do with Newbie? So with Newbie, what I was trying to do is beyond you, your basic kind of baby logging, like sleep, uh, sleep eating, diaper changes, that sort of thing. Um, I was trying to build a sort of more next generation, current generation, high tech app that with, uh, you know, features like cross-platform syncing, um, which is something you rarely see, you know, I don't, I don't think every single family today is all iOS or all Android. And if they are, they won't be for long. I mean, you know, the, the newest version of Android is amazing. And, uh, the new, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm considering it and I've been using an iPhone since like 2008. Um, 
So I, I imagine this future where there are a lot of a lot of families with different devices. There are people who have uh, family members who help with their children, um, nannies, babysitters, and most apps don't allow for uh, multiple users without downloading the app multiple times and oftentimes paying multiple times. So I wanted to build something that was more affordable for families to use um, and, and allow you know everyone in their family to use it. Um, things like even basic features that you see in many apps like a night mode, um, which I think would be kind of a no-brainer for an app that has to do with nighttime feedings. Um, I don't know if, if you ever had any experience using a phone at night with your children, but as soon as my wife turns on her phone, our, our daughter is like, oh, your phone is on. I'm going to look at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so right, a, yeah. a dark mode, a dark mode, like a night mode seemed like a, a no-brainer to me, but I haven't found any apps that offer that. So, you know, I, beyond just the basics, I wanted to kind of build something with a lot of the little touches. Um, that you don't oftentimes see that make things easier and more functional for a lot of families because you know, being a new parent is pretty much the the hardest thing I've ever done and I can only imagine how it would be for someone who has you know multiple children or just uh, and, and, and serious medical problems or things like that. So, so it's a great idea. You've got it onto Kickstarter. Now, one of the things that I really want to focus on is that uh, there are a, a number of the apps to tribe listening to this podcast who think that their app all, all it needs is one big break uh, one big event for uh, it to you know be featured say on hacker news or or one of the popular blogs or for them to get some uh, tv exposure to then uh, you know get this massive downloads and uh, this is an authentic podcast because we like to try and tease out the the real things that are happening and you just recently had an experience where you had a really big break but actually didn't result in the success you thought it would. Perhaps we could talk through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before before I launched my Kickstarter, I kind of had this this you know loose document of okay, what what do I want to target as far as press and marketing and blogs and things like that? Who who would be my ideal audience for an app like this? And at the top of my list would be oh you know like those uh, like morning television shows like that's you know you've got families and you've got you know sort of Slight, slightly older people, like you know, parents, things like that. It's going to be a more normal mainstream audience who might be more likely to uh, to, to appreciate something like newbie as opposed to uh, a, you know a younger male tech centric audience like you might find on many like tech blogs, which is where Kickstarter is usually covered. Um, and I did not figure that would happen, but as it turned out, a couple of days before the Kickstarter was going to end, I got an email from a, produce, a producer at uh, Good Morning America. Um, interested in potentially covering newbie in a in a sort of Shark Tank light kind of segment. Um, I, they wanted to uh, bring on a couple apps to do a thirty second pitch to Mark Cuban, and he would pick a winner and you know a little gamey thing. It was it was you know a nice little fun thing, but the the real core of it was you get to go on national television in front of millions of people and talk about your app. So I was like, awesome, I want to do this, and they ended up saying, great, t- get on the train to New York City, let's do this. And I did. I got to go on on national TV in front of something like four or five million people and spend 30 seconds pitching newbie. Um, and I assumed, all right, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to probably, you know, even at the very low end, maybe like 50, 100 people will back me now. Um, there, you know, tons of people watching. Obviously, this is going to give me a, a real, a real shot in the arm. Um, and it it turns out it didn't. Um, in my case, I, I think there are a lot of reasons why, but the result was maybe five to ten new backers. Um, you know, a, a few tweets, things like that, but nothing major. Um, and that that surprised me. But uh, I think 
I think that it's it's important, at least in my case, to take away. Uh, it's it's not it's not about one channel. Um, and metaphorically, I, I, it's not about one one outlet, uh, to, so to speak. Um, it's you know I I think I made the mistake of banking on big exposure to be the key. And it turns out it, it really wasn't nearly as, as powerful as I expected. Well, it's just wonderful. Thank you very much for going through that because I think that's a big lesson to us all in that, you know, we do have these uh, strategies and TV is a part of it, you know, just trying to get some exposure. Uh, we had uh, previous guests on who have spent years developing their app and they, they email a ton of journalists and typically, uh, 99% of journalists do not even bother responding with a no thank you or anything, just a blank nothing. And and so it's really hard for, you know, app discovery. I mean, app discovery is one of the, the toughest things out there right now. There's just so many good ideas and apps and uh, just getting recognized. So when you started off the story, uh, I thought that sounded like a massive break. You must have been absolutely thrilled. And then, you know, just a week week or so later, uh, you, you, I guess you're not as thrilled as you th- thought because it, it didn't give you the um, the exposure or the, certainly the, the end result that you may have thought of beforehand. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I you know I, I had the exact same experience you mentioned as far as press goes. I, I sent out plenty of emails to various um, you know parenting blogs, parenting websites, tech sites, um, and the the response was almost entirely nothing. Um, which is which is incredibly frustrating, um, especially because you know I I went out of my way to target the sort of sites that I thought would be perfect for for covering newbie. You know, it's a I'm a dad who works in tech. Um, I have I have an idea for an app. Um, there are lots of you know the sort of notion of the geek dad geek mom is kind of becoming um, a, a more of like a meme these days. And I I, I targeted a bunch of those websites, assuming. At the very least, even if they weren't super gung ho about the idea, they would probably cover newbie just because you know I am I am one of them, and it turns out they weren't interested. Um, so it's yeah, it's it can be incredibly frustrating, and and like I had again, I had this sort of list of here are all the things I figured would be would be powerful outlets for getting the word out about newbie, and almost all of them were not, and that's uh. It's yeah, it's 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 uh it's a struggle when you're trying to get the word out. Again, it's like you said about apps, especially there are so many apps these days, and so many people trying to push their app. Um, you don't have the novelty of it's an app like you used to. Um, and I in my case, I didn't even have the novelty of it's a Kickstarter. You know, Kickstarters are old hat at this point. Everyone's everyone's hearing about them all the time. They don't they don't care. That's not news anymore. So a lot of the uh, yeah in my case a lot of the things I expected would be more more helpful actually weren't yeah and again that just goes to the fact that uh, we we can't second guess what what's going to really work you know we have this great idea and we just think the world is going to take it by storm um, but we're the only ones that keep driving that idea forward and it just remind reminds me Samuel why I set this podcast up because I. Uh, like you, was getting really frustrated with um, trying to convince the wrong type of people why they need an app. I mean, I was getting a lot of pushback. Why on earth would I need an app? You know, I've got this great website. It's getting uh, 60,000 visits per month. Why would I consider, you know, creating an app for it? And you would just have these very challenging uh, discussions. And And the reason I set the podcast up was because you get more um, opportunities coming through uh, to you rather than you know pushing you you get this pull effect almost and uh, and that's what I've learned from my experience is to is is there's no golden magic key formula you know that will uh, 
will get you suddenly loads of attention. Uh, it's just uh, very random, unfortunately. And uh, I guess we need a bit of luck as well on our side. Yeah, I, I'm personally, I don't, I don't really buy into the idea of luck in general, just because, I mean, you know, I up until, honestly, up until before this Kickstarter, I would have, I would have told you, oh, you make your own luck, and to a degree, that's true. But um, my, and at least again in my experience, um, it's you can do a lot of things right and everything right in some cases, and it's not enough. Um, you can you can send the perfect email to the right person, and if they're having a bad day, they just delete your email, and your chance is gone. It's not it's not about it's not about you a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it really is just luck. Um, in my case, I think there were a lot of things I could have done better. Um, I, I I would as far as apps go, you know, to be to be on topic for the podcast. I don't know if Kickstarter is a great venue for raising funds for apps these days. Um, I, I spoke to a lot of people toward the end of the Kickstarter to get an idea for what they would have improved, and I, I did a lot of research beforehand. And it's it's Kickstarter isn't a a great venue for for funding a lot of apps. A lot of apps who are trying to uh, raise money through Kickstarter are failing, and the ones that do succeed don't usually raise very much. Um, so in my you know maybe I should have not gone to Kickstarter in that case. But either way, you know it's it's not. It's not. I mean, it could have. It could have been. It could have been a situation where the right blog covered it, and maybe a thousand people decided to back it, and it was a huge success. There's no. There's no way for me to know, and it's. You kind of have to. You kind of have to explore every possible channel. I think. Yeah, and, and that's, and, that's and why we wanted to get you on, Samuel, is because we've had a number of uh, guests who say that uh, Kickstarter has literally kickstarted their app, and uh, we've been talking a lot about um, it's. It's kind of good market validation. And uh, you get some good comments and obviously then you get backing before you invest your own money uh, into. And we've had guests who have lost um, a lot of money from uh, building apps that uh, ultimately didn't succeed on the App Store. But we're hearing it from your perspective as well. And it's kind of a a reminder that uh, it uh, is not a magic formula. And I'm guessing that there are now... Uh, there's another way of thinking about it, which I'm, um, it's just come to my mind, which is that even if you get a, a project that hasn't reached the uh, funds that you need to raise to, to make it a successful campaign, you still get the attention and you get, I guess, follow-up opportunities uh, that come through uh, as a result. Is that right? That is that is absolutely correct. Um, you know, in my case, I, I keep saying in my case, I want to, I always want to specify that it's me, you know, this I think that's a, a key takeaway too. You know, your your mileage may vary. Every every person's experience, every app is different, and you need to make the best choice that is, is best choice for your situation. Um, in my case, you know, I I put this app on Kickstarter in part because of the funding, but also in part, like you said, because I thought it'd be a good channel for at least getting some unique attention. You know, it, it is while it's not as much of a novelty, uh, it's. The idea of a Kickstarter is a metaphor that a lot of people can wrap their head around. Um, and it, so it's easy to say, I'm trying to raise money to make this app, check it out. As opposed to, you know, I have this app, it's like a minimum viable product on the App Store, you should check it out. People will say, what is that? Why am I doing this? You know, in terms of, okay, so we've uh, talked about uh, opportunities that are coming in now. What sort of things are you seeing uh, from uh, the, uh, out there, I mean, you, you know, in the, in the way when you think about it, Samuel, you've had these ra- random things come through to you, you know, that, that just out the blue, uh, the Good Morning America. Uh, obviously, I approached you as well because I'm guessing there's some credibility to just getting yourself out there. There is, yeah. Thank, thank you for reminding me. It's you know, the, the fact that I had the Kickstarter, 
it brought it brought the attend newbie to a lot of people's attention that it wouldn't have otherwise. Um, I, I have received you know a lot of emails and a lot of uh, sort of people reaching out with various yeah, ideas and wanting to partner up and things like that. And not all of them are great ideas, but a lot of them are really interesting. And you know this this podcast, for example, is awesome. And I, this would have not happened had I not been on Kickstarter. Um, just just putting yourself out there and trying to reach out. Uh, via as many channels as possible to to get the word out, I think is is incredibly valuable. Um, in my case, it was you know Kickstarter happened to open a lot of doors, including uh, thanks to a lot of luck and a lot of timing, you know, being able to go on national television, which is still I still can't believe it happened. It blows my mind. Yeah, um, I would as have I never. Said, it's great for your website as well. You know, the fact that you can put their branding on your website and saying saying you've been on TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, even though I was I was on for about forty five to sixty seconds, and there was a you know very strange, bizarre experience, and it wasn't like I got you know a ten minute feature, but I get to put as seen on TV on my website. I get to put you know Good Morning America on my website, and that I think that might help lend some credibility to the idea of of newbie. You know, in the future, it a lot of people still you know they they pop onto your website and they see a logo they recognize, and that kind of instantly makes it more real. Um, yeah, well, I, a, lot, I, a lot of it is the journey that you're on, isn't it? And we can't kind of predict. It's a very random journey. We all have our own specific journeys that we need to take. One, one of the things I just want to appeal to the Abster tribe listening, the audience, is that uh, they, they may be thinking that they've got a great idea and they don't want to share that idea to the world. They're, they're asking all their developers that they get in contact with to sign NDAs. Uh, they're just petrified of anyone discovering their idea and uh, their idea is going to be jumped on and copied and uh, they're stolen and they'll lose everything. What would you say to anyone who's frightened of sharing their idea to the world? <laughs> it's very interesting you ask that. I just received an email yesterday from someone who wanted to uh, talk about potential opportunities, um, but they couldn't say more until I signed like a three-page NDA. Um, so it's like in that case, it's like, come on, really? Like, do you think I'm going to run with your idea? Come on. I just failed at Kickstarter. Are you really threatened by me? <laughs> Um, but no, it's for, for one, I would say, um, your idea as it stands is not nearly as valuable as the execution. Um, I, I, everyone, you know, every idea that you're going to get, at least in my case, every idea I've ever gotten, at least, you know, a dozen people have had it. Um, it's all about the execution, I think. Um, and for two, one of the biggest mistakes that I made in this, uh, in this entire ordeal was kind of holding the idea of newbie close to the best until I was ready to go live with the Kickstarter. Um, I think that if I had, you know, put up a landing page, kind of reached out to more sort of parenting blogs, people on Twitter who are interested in the sort of, you know, have, have new children or are interested in the sort of uh, parenting app ecosystem. If I, if I had gotten in touch with them in advance, as opposed to post Kickstarter launch, I think I would have been a lot more successful. Um, creating that initial network is is one of the things that you'll read quite often on sort of uh, how to how to make a successful kickstarter and in my case i didn't do it nearly as much as i should have and i think that was one of my biggest mistakes um definitely when you have an idea and you you think it's it's worth doing um make i make it make it happen you know put plant a flag and and start reaching out to people and kind of validating it. For one, it'll let it'll let you know whether or not the idea has legs. Um, you'll you'll very quickly know whether or not people think it's a good idea. And if it's a, if it's a good idea, you'll hear from people that oh, this is amazing. I wish I had this. Um, why doesn't this exist already? I can't believe it doesn't exist already. Um, but you'll find very few people who are going to try to steal it. 
I mean, I, I'm trying to think of an instance when I've heard about someone ever stealing an app idea or a product idea, and I can't really think of any. Not even not even that I've like read about on news websites. Well, it, it, you know, the problem is that we all watch uh, things like The Social Network, and uh, you know, the classic example where the guys sued uh, Mark Zuckerberg for something like $60 million because he, they claimed that he stole their idea. And so, but of yeah, course, you know, the, they, he, they only sued because he, he, uh, he made, you know, billions of, uh, of uh, dollars. So I'll tell you what, the Winklevoss twins are not doing too bad for themselves. And if, if I have to be them because my idea got stolen and I had to go to court and win millions and millions of dollars, I think that's not such a bad turnout, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm it's shedding totally no different... tears for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, um, well, given that you are, oh yeah, so I was just thinking there as well um, that uh, on my website, theappguy.co, there'll obviously be all your uh, links to, sh- to the uh, the things we're speaking about, episode 176, but also there's um, five of the biggest things that I've learned from this podcast series over 176 episodes. And uh, one of them is bringing an audience with you uh, before you launch the app, or I guess before you launch a Kickstarter, it's always incredibly important. Uh, and uh, I guess you would reinforce that statement. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, I had a, a decent, you know, I had maybe like a thousand followers on Twitter, but they were pretty, they were quality followers, I would say. And I, I you know, I, I try to make a point of being honest and straightforward. I'm not really much of a brand on Twitter. So I think I lose followers pretty quickly if they're only following me for like, for professional reasons. <laughs> Um, so I was able to get a, a very strong, a very strong response from the people who who I know, who are friends and, and professional colleagues on there. Um, so had had I reached out to more people in advance and started to create this sort of new network, um, I think the response would have been even stronger. And that maybe maybe that was one of the factors why uh, Newbie wasn't quite so successful on Kickstarter. Yeah. Now the uh, other two things we like to do on the show. Uh, one is. Um talk about an idea an idea maybe for an app and uh, we love to flesh out new ideas now i can either ask you straight out if you have an app idea that you're willing to share and if so great if you don't have one to share then we've got another way of perhaps um, fleshing out an idea from you that is a very interesting question here's what i'm going to do i'm opening up my projects folder right now Right. <laughs> um, so the, I have I have one app idea that I'm I am actually going to hold close to the vest because it's kind of a like I've been thinking about it for a couple of years now and I think it has legs and no one else has done it yet and I actually want I'm not ready to start moving on it because I'm still doing newbie things right now but I I think this might be something I want to actually hold on to. I'm gonna have to so get I'm, you I'm back gonna, on the show when you are ready to talk about that one. I'm really intrigued. I would love to. Um, I'm so I'm I'm scanning through my list right now and. Here, okay, I'll start with this. Um, the idea of hyperlocal kind of news apps, um, you know, like neighborhood-based apps. There, there are a few of those right now, but I haven't really seen any stick. Um, I think that has a lot of value. Like, uh, whenever, whenever there's you know inclement weather here, like if there's a tornado coming, I'm always trying to figure out like, okay, what are people seeing near me? Um, if I hear a loud boom, what's happening near me? I don't, I don't have a way to sort of figure this out. I think I think there's a lot of value in something like that. Um, just you know, people people who are within like a you know half mile radius of you, um, maybe some way to aggregate uh, Twitter, Facebook content. Although I know that's that's a pain to do. Um, aggregate social media content that is near you to try to 
give you more like local relevancy to what you're what's going on around you well i i love that idea samuel i mean i spent uh, a good portion of my time working on an idea for uh, doing adverts within a one mile radius of the uh, retail stores uh, all about hyper local given that the the phones know exactly where we are i'm almost thinking of uh, potentially an app that could incorporate or bring in feeds from uh, twitter and facebook and all the other social medias that that have location based uh, um, posts and then uh, incorporating that with uh, its own network and and then you get to find out you know why is there an ambulance at the top of the road or mm-hmm. why, why is there why is there cars being diverted has there been a crash you know and, he, and it pulls in information from waz uh, all these different sites you know kind of just having one collective uh, app and then you uh, put it put the location in and it would pull everything you need and, and uh, make it very hyper focused yeah that's that's exactly what i want i mean we you know we live in the the greater boston area so there's always a lot of stuff going on um there there will be like fireworks going off at 10 p.m and we don't have any idea why like real fireworks so we don't not just someone you know setting off firecrackers in the street and we don't have any idea why and i have to like dig through weird news like local ish news websites and and try to figure out was there like a holiday today you know just being able to go on some kind of app and be like hey what's happening like why are there fireworks and someone you know yeah, you that, that would and, be incredibly uh, helpful. this is great i love it i love the idea i mean you can have a mix of events that are happening i mean if you think about it which i'm still getting through my door these uh local newsletters and uh they're still making it, you know, it's just, it mm-hmm. feels crazy that they're doing that. But uh, that needs to be uh, digitalized and, and somehow put into an app and made, made mu- I mean, there's, there's obviously a big demand for it because uh, they're still producing these things. And they have, you know, local events that are happening. Uh, they have uh, local services uh, that are willing to do stuff for you locally. And uh, just, I think that would be a great app. Yeah, I know there are, there are a few apps that are doing kind of similar things, although I haven't, again, I haven't, I mean, I haven't heard about any or found any that have really stuck. And there, you know, there are sites like uh, like Patch that kind of cover local news. Um, but that's I, my my experience with Patch has been kind of depressing. Like they've they've sort of turned into gone from a a more useful website to a sort of almost like a generic blog. Like I'll go to my local city's Patch, and it's just a lot of like general articles and not a lot of real local news. Um, I don't know if that's part of their, you know, monetization strategy or what, but there's there's no real like there's no independent, crowdsourced news events information site or app that I've found, and I would I would really like something like that. So if uh, you're listening to this and you develop apps, then I suggest you get on and build an app for this, and uh, then you've got two ready-made customers, and I'm guessing we'd even pledge uh, some money on Kickstarter if you were to bring that to. Life. <laughs> you bet yeah i'm in <laughs> okay great and the final thing then is uh, if you could grab your phone smartphone wherever that may be i, I heard you say an iphone uh, maybe you could tell us about one or two apps that you think we may not have come across uh, before that we could find quite useful ah okay let me take a look uh i want to make this make this count so give me just one second Okay, so I found I found two apps here that I've I've used, and I think these are relatively unknown apps, but they've been very useful to to my family, I suppose. Um, the first one is an app called Couple. Um, it's kind of like a personal, like a, a private kind of one-way messaging app. Um, you know, you you get the app, you sign up, and then your partner signs up as well, and it lets you send messages back and forth with just them. Um, 
you can send photos, you can send audio. It's almost like a sort of private Snapchat, but permanent. Um, you can send your location. You can do little drawing things. Um, my wife and I basically use it just to kind of keep in touch with each other on a regular basis um, without having to use like, you know, Google Hangouts or whatever. It's, it's all of our stuff in one place. Um, you can have synced lists, which we use for groceries, things like that. It's, it's just really useful. Um, and we've, we've been using it for a couple of years now and it's, it's really made it's like, it's kind of a permanent fixture in our lives at this point. Yeah, I can imagine it replaces the need to stick post-it notes on the fridge. Yeah, exactly. My, my wife is still big on the, uh, like writing on the chalkboard, what we need for groceries. And I have to be like, put it in couple. I need to see it when I'm out <laughs> at the store. I'm not going to like take a picture. I want the checklist and everything. It's a really um, good, but- it's a really good suggestion. I remember using the app well to do these common shared, uh, uh, grocery lists um, mm. and uh, I guess it's uh, only as good as the input because uh, my wife would never really uh, put anything in there you know she was always writing it on little or just oh remember to get so and so and I'm like I'm not right. going to remember that you no know? I don't remember anything these days so it's yeah no that's that's uh, it's definitely helpful um, and the other one is an app called Notably uh, with an I N-O-T-A-B-L-I um, it's uh, started by two dudes up in Vermont um, really really awesome guys and what it is is it's almost a uh, I'll call it a personal a private uh, a private way to share your child's photos and events um, kind of like a, almost like a Private Facebook, I'd say. What you can do is you can upload photos and videos and, and milestones in your child's life. And then you can let your, your family members or close friends um, sort of have access to your account uh, and view them. Uh, it's, not, it's not publicly available. Uh, it's, it's, it's all private, so you can share things you might not otherwise share. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's the things you wouldn't share on Facebook, the sort of stuff that you don't want to annoy all of your like, professional friends with. Uh, you can put it all in Notably. Um, you know, we use it to share, you know, regular photos and like little updates, silly things that our daughter is doing. Um, and our our parents love it. You know, our family members love to see it, but we don't have to bother all the rest of our friends with it. And um, you can go back in time and, and you know see see uh, past events and things that have happened. It's it's really great for sort of reminiscing. Already, you know, our daughter is almost eight months old, and we go back in time all the time, and they're like, oh, I can't believe you know we watch a video from three months ago, and she was so tiny back then. It's it's a it's a really wonderful app, and we we use it all the time. Well, that's wonderful, Samuel. Thank. Uh, so those uh, links to those apps, uh, well, I guess I'll include those in the uh, top guest apps that I have on my report. So just go to theappguide.co and uh, go and check those out. Uh, Samuel, uh, it's been a wonderful journey. Thanks so much for sharing uh, your journey with with us. Uh, we're glad we can give you more than a 60 second slot on this show, <laughs> which is <laughs> obviously you've got enormous amounts of value to offer the world. And uh, we just wish you all the best and keep us updated and uh, let us know how it goes on with um, Newbie and all these other, um, especially that other one you didn't mention. We'd love to get that from you at some point. Well, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed being here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. The App Guy Podcast 